This edition of the podcast is brought to you by the Weekly Standard 2016 Caribbean Cruise, December 4th through 11th. Let's face it, after this election season, we're all going to need a drink and a chance to get away. And what better way to rest up, recover, and get ready for the battle ahead than to join your Weekly Standard favorites like Bill Crystal, Fred Barnes, Steve Hayes, Jonathan Last, Matt Labash, and Matt Continenti on a beautiful Caribbean cruise. There'll be plenty of opportunities for one-on-one conversation with your Weekly Standard favorites, plus special guests like Eric Erickson of TheResurgent.com, Mary Catherine Hamm, Molly Hemingway of The Federalist, and Pulitzer Prize-winning cartoonist Michael Ramirez. You'll enjoy daily panels and speeches, private cocktail parties, and nightly dinners with your fellow guests and speakers. To learn more or to reserve your cabin, go to WeeklyStandardCruise.com. This is one year when we all need something to look forward to. So look forward to the Weekly Standard 2016 Caribbean Cruise, December 4th through 11th, WeeklyStandardCruise.com. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us on Weekly Standard is Michael Warren. And I just want to know right now, Michael, is it the case that A, you've never paid any taxes, or B, you had the FBI destroy all your laptops with your incriminating documents? Which one is it? Uh, I, I, I will. I can't. I, I plead the fifth. You plead the fifth. Okay. So yet another Hillary Clinton staffer <laughs> with us here. It has been a uh, another set of scandals. And I think it's safe to say that if you uh, watch, if you get your news from cable TV, the scandal is Donald Trump's 1996, 1995, actually. That's right. Returns that show that he lost nine hundred and sixteen million dollars that year. Right. And and very well could have gotten away with uh, through legal means mm-hmm. not paying income taxes for something like 18 years, years after that. If you uh, talk to uh, some grassroots folks, they think that the big scandal is. Hillary Clinton's 47% moment, a private fundraiser back in February where she was caught on tape saying that uh, these people just want to live in Scandinavia, whatever that means, and they don't know what it means, but they feel really strongly about it, and they think you can just have free health care and free college. And clearly she's talking about the Bernie bots out there. Right. Uh, of the two scandals slash embarrassing stories slash media news Shiny objects. Which one do you think has the most power? Uh, I actually think a a third scandal, the fact that uh, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are the nominees of the major (laughs) parties, really, I mean, really, from from, uh, every week should be the the, the big headline scandal. Uh, Uh, I I don't know. Let me stop right there, uh, because I had the conversation yet again this week with a bunch of my Republican friends. Imagine if Rubio were the nominee. Imagine if Walker Perry were the nominee. Yeah. They would be crushing her. And on the flip side, um, uh, I was I sat in an interview with our uh, colleagues across the street at the Washington Examiner, and one of them interviewed Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, who's this totally like normal guy, moderate Democrat, you know, supports the Keystone XL pipeline, but is still a you know a Democrat. And I told his staff afterwards, you do know that if he were the Democratic nominee, he would win fifty states Absolutely. against Donald Trump, and yet. All those names out there, we got Hillary and Trump. Out of, what, 312 million people, we got these two. Uh, And even the third party were, you know, Gary Johnson and Jill Stein are kind of jokes Mm -hmm. as well. But look, I mean, going back to these sort of two, the the new scandals from over the weekend, uh, I mean, it seems to me if you take a a look at uh, the, the Hillary Clinton audio, it seems like, uh, you know, much ado about nothing. You've got her essentially giving a 
pretty straightforward political assessment, somewhat smart political assessment, uh, and and, uh, and a political assessment of the Bernie crowd, the Bernie bros, and the and the people who would be supporting Bernie Sanders in the Democratic primary. Uh, a pretty sympathetic view of them as well. You know, look, they they, they have legitimate things that uh, they're concerned about. They're living in their parents' basement. I, that's actually. Pretty true, actually, and it's not a, it's not a happy or or sort of a a a a, a, a gloating uh, statement from her. Yeah, it's she's a not sad using fact. it the way I use it to mock right. these underachieving, spoiled brat millennials from Generation Cupcake who right. can't get out of. They're still sleeping. well. This is the Democratic base. Michael. They're sleeping in their Star Wars sheets and playing video games. Right, right, right. She's using it in the sense that the economy has not done well for these people, right. and that's why they're stuck there. So, uh, see, I. So I'm not. So my, my point is, I'm not scandalized by that, mm-hmm. and I'm not quite sure what the reason uh, is. We should be scandalized by that, except for the fact that Hillary Clinton said it, and I suppose it was said behind mm-hmm. closed doors, and so we were never meant to hear sure. the audio. Well, the argument is that the reason why it's a scandal is that it's true, and any time a politician tells <laughs> right. the truth, that's a scandal. But uh, I, I don't think it hurts her at all because I think this premise that Bernie Sanders voters are going to become Donald Trump voters is insane. It is. They're, they're, show me any information that shows that that's you're going to go from supporting, you know, uh, basically an ancillary wing of the Black Lives Matter movement because right. Occupy, Bernie Bots, Black Lives Matter, they all uh, you know are on the same end of the field. Right. And you're going to leave that end of the field to join alt right Trump land. I, I just don't see that. Maybe happening. five thousand users on Reddit uh, <laughs> who could, could could sort of conceivably be in both camps. But for the most part, you're right. Uh, I imagine most of those. Folks are either going to vote for Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. out of this idea that if Donald Trump wins, that's much worse right. uh, than than even mm-hmm. the evil corporatist Hillary Clinton, or they're just going to stay home and not vote. Uh, either way, they're they're not jumping over to to vote for Donald Trump, particularly as he's sort of become even more associated in the last few months with kind of uh, bigoted, racist mm-hmm. type stuff, particularly in the minds of those. And then there's the big business part, and uh, that brings us to Donald Trump's tax returns. How significant do you think that story is? And what's the the bigger punch that's landed, if one is? Is it that he uh, didn't pay federal income taxes for several years? Or is it that he lost $900 million as a businessman? Uh, it's clearly the latter. I mean, I, I do think the New York Times maybe has even gotten themselves in a little trouble here. But he's sort of setting up this, the, the, the standard because they, they, of course, don't prove there's no documentation that Donald mm-hmm. Trump has not paid federal income taxes for 18 years. They've always said it's possible, and and uh, it, it is true. If uh, a wealthy person like Donald Trump loses a large amount of money, the U.S. tax code does allow. It's it's, uh, it's something called uh, uh, net operating losses. You'll lose a bunch of money one year. You can apply that to money that you've uh, you earn in subsequent years with certain limits and essentially reduce your tax. Sure. You've already lost a bunch of money. You don't have to pay taxes on that uh, on uh, money you earn in the future. Mm-hmm. That's legal. And, and, I, and, and I suppose that's what The New York Times is suggesting uh, could happen. They don't have any proof of that. But what they do have proof of is the fact that Donald Trump lost nearly a billion dollars in the early 90s on a bunch of business ventures. And that kind of goes to the heart of his whole uh, political persona, which is that he's a businessman who's won, who's successful, uh, and who's going to do the same thing uh, to America. That's what's problematic. And I think uh, if uh, if I were somebody who was trying to leak this information to The New York Times, that might have been my ultimate goal is to reveal this truth, which is that he's not that good of a businessman. Right. And you wonder why it is that he would, you know, 
take the chance of being essentially a hostage of everybody who has access to his tax records when he could, his own timing, his own plan, release some you know chunk of his tax returns. And you, and let's face it, people they don't five years, ten years. They just want there's some threshold that people kind of feel shows that you're giving a good faith effort to let us know what's going on. Does it show you're giving a good faith effort, or does it show you're losing? Ah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is the. Th- I mean, in all seriousness, giving in <laughs> on this very reasonable expectation. Right. In I think Trump's mm-hmm. worldview is losing, is giving in, and maybe it shows more losses. Maybe it shows more See, business problems. But Michael Warren, this is why I love having you on the podcast. I assume it's corruption. <laughs> that he's got deals with Russia. He doesn't want people to know about. That he's got. He doesn't want people figuring out exactly how much taxpayer money he's collected over the years from these sweetheart deals he's right. gotten. Atlantic City gave him a ton of tax breaks and and payments. New York City, a ton of deals. He brags about one deal where he made ten million dollars, basically off the taxpayers because of the way the deal got structured in New York. Right. I always think it's the corruption. You're telling me he's just such a narcissist. <laughs> he's, he's not going to give in and look weak. It, it could be that. And, and one added thing that, that on top of this New York Times story mm-hmm. that uh, we posted at the, at the Weekly Standard uh, uh, following, I think, a very smart blog post from a, a guy who uh, in, in Australia who's a financial blogger and who kind of understands these things about tax mm-hmm. avoidance is – if Donald Trump were to release his his tax returns in those 18, 20 years right. after this, uh, it uh, very well might reveal that he uh, used those net operating losses to offset his right. tax burden. What this blogger found out, which I think is a very intriguing theory, uh, is that that actually uh, wouldn't uh, necessarily sort of absolve him of any of the suggestions that he's doing something wrong. Uh, if, uh, for instance, a lot of that $916 million that he lost in 2005 was, say, investment money, mm-hmm. investing in Trump Airlines and the, the casinos sure. that lost all that money, that's other people's money. That's that's debt that right. would have been forgiven. So what this blogger uh, suggests is that uh, Donald Trump may be taking advantage of a kind of uh, slightly shady. shady, I wouldn't quite say illegal, but right. maybe somewhat against the rules, right. uh, financial instrument to essentially, uh, you know, in my layman's terms, uh, shift that debt burden to somebody mm-hmm. like a family member, like a foundation offshore, uh, so that he essentially would be able to get away with not paying taxes on losing other people's money. Yeah, other people's money. Because if you know anything about Trump, you know that he did not lose $916 million. That's right. No, no, no. And that's what Somebody, makes him smart. Exactly. Somebody else made the mistake of giving him that $960 million, you know, an investor here and there, because it's always. Everybody else loses and Trump wins. That's right. And I think ultimately, you know, people are going to be looking for the smoking mm-hmm. gun. I think this is a big problem in our uh, in our politics is right. both left and right. Every side does this where they're looking for the one document that's going to aha, put that right. person away, uh, which kind of misses the point. Really, the, the, the problem here, and I think what this is revealing, this uh, this latest New York Times report, uh, is that Trump is not who he says he is, mm-hmm. uh, and he's misrepresenting himself and and really kind of engaging right. in an odious business practice mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that ultimately tells you a lot about who he is. Whether or not this actually has any effect on the election, I don't know. Maybe those 10 or 20 swing voters in all those swing states <laughs> will make their decision based on this, but uh, it is revealing. And it's also revealing that uh, President Obama had a fake name he used to email Hillary Clinton on her a server that was handling illegally handling classified documents. His uh, uh, attorney general 
agreed to let these laptops be destroyed. Whoever heard of, hey, we're going to search your stuff, look for evidence. Oh, no, it's gone. Okay, let's just kill it then. Let's just destroy it then. Who does that? No, Nobody does that. Um, and uh, then we have WikiLeaks announcing that they're going to release some information. Then they say, no, we can't because we're so secure, worried about security. And so wherever you go, it just gets uglier and uglier. It's pretty, it's pretty incredible times. And I got to say that, uh, despite Trump's pretty uh, bad performance uh, at the debate last week, uh, he's got this other one, I think really probably his last chance uh, to, to turn things around. There's always something from Hillary Clinton or the Obama Department of Justice uh, or something else that can shake things up and and give this guy, Donald Trump, one more lease on political life. Uh, and it's it's pretty incredible. It just shows you how bad the Democrats and Hillary Clinton are. I don't know who used this metaphor, but it's the best I've heard so far. The score is 24 to 24, all safeties. And the last team to have the ball loses because they'll get sacked in their own end zone. It really is this ping pong of your scandal, your scandal, my scandal, your scandal. It's a scandal. If you do not subscribe to our podcast at iTunes.com, you'll never miss another Weekly Standard podcast. Also, do us a favor and rank. Give us like a little five, you know, rank there. The people that you know, highly rank stuff. People like to listen to it. And they, they're missing out on the fun. Also, we have great new products at PodcastOne.com, including the Crystal Clear podcast with Bill Crystal. Check that out as well. I'm your host, Michael Graham.